there are 39 milahot which constitute forms of work forbidden on the Sabbath. It's the why behind the way we do the things we do. Join Rabbi Musha Schnurb now for Hilchos Shabbos, only on 101.9 High FM. soul to soul Erev Shabbos Kedesh Erev Pesach Tough Shin Pei wow what a wonderful opportunity we have that Baruch Shem HaKadosh Baruch was created Erev Pesach and Erev Shabbos so that we have the opportunity to in these last few hours before we sit down to learn our Seder to sit and spend a bit of time together, getting ourselves ready, getting ourselves in the mood, getting ourselves perhaps with a little bit of more information that we can share and we can imbibe to our family and friends as we sit around the table. What a special, special evening Lela Seder is. It's an evening like no other in, in the year, a year where we, a, a, a time where we sit down together as, as family and, and are able to really, really talk and impart to those that we love, those that we care about, those who we are charged with to give over the Messiah, to give over the tradition of the beliefs of the Amuna, of, of all that Kleinsel stands for and, and believes in to, to the next to the next generation. And it's so important, you know, the Sedanate is, is so unique in, in the Jewish calendar for so many reasons. Most Positive mitzvahs, first of all, in the Torah, are performed during the day, right? The Abominium or, or the Shafer was some being performed both by day and by night, like, say, Sukkah. So it's almost unheard of to have a mitzvah that's only performed at night. Yet, on Seder night, most of the main mitzvahs are indeed restricted in time to nighttime performance. Seder night also has a special characteristic of being Leil Shimurim, a night of enhanced divine protection for the Jewish people. On this night, we have nothing to fear from our enemies, whether spiritual, the Sahara, the Tumor, the spiritual defilement out, out there, or the physical enemies. Further, the Goyim and the Shlokosh both ascribe a very, very special status to the night of the Seder. In Jewish thought, nighttime is generally considered to be a period of, of spiritual choshech, of, of darkness, a time when Tumah, spiritual impurity, and the Eitzara, right, have usually the upper hand. Yet Seder night is described as a night where it's, it's illuminated with the spiritual attributes of, of daytime. Right? This imbues Seder night with a tremendous degree of ruchnius of spirituality and Kedusha holiness. If we can only feel it and focus on it during the Seder, we have the ability and the capacity to, to attain a very, very high spiritual madrega on this night. One of the reasons why there is a custom to wear a kittle at the Seder is that just as on Yom Kippur, the Kohen God will achieve tremendous spiritual heights 
while taking care of the Yavoida in his special white garments in the Kodesh HaKadoshim. So we have the potential on the Holy Night of Pesach to reach the most elevated levels of Kedusha and closeness to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The challenge for us is to make the most of this opportunity and then to carry over the experience into the days, weeks, and months that, that, uh, that follow. Now, although we often associate the word Seder with the sort of structured and, and orderly uh, 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 schedule that we have on, on, Seder, on Seder night, and in order to get all the mitzvahs done, the Chassam Sefer offers another reason why we call it Seder. So we're familiar with the acronym Pardes. Pardes is four levels of Torah. There's Pshat, the simple or literal meaning. There's Remes, it's allegoric or, or kind of symbolic meaning, right? Hinted to by the words. Drush is 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 the the, the uh, comparative or midrashic explanation, right? Drawing on similar wording elsewhere, and then the sod, right? Which is the esoteric or mystical meanings. So much of what we do on Seder night does not lend itself easily to the shot interpretation. Explains the Chassam Sefer. Thus, if we remove the pshat, the pay, from the acronym of Paradise, we're left with the three letters, Samach, Sod, Dalet, Drush, and Resh, Remes. Let's make the most of the, of the evening. Let's make the most of this amazing opportunity and make it the most beautiful Lela Seder we've ever experienced. This is 11.9 High FM, Soul to Soul. We'll be back with so much more to speak about. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb, only on 101.9 High FM. 101.9 What is chus to be spending some time in these last few hours before we sit down at the Seder together with our family and friends and, and loved ones to really celebrate the birth of Christ, to celebrate this beautiful, beautiful evening where we tell over the story of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim and instill in our in ourselves, in our families, in our children, the, the basic fundamentals of Jewish belief, of Jewish tradition that is so important for our for our survival. Let's talk for a moment about one of the pieces in the Agoda. We know that Achazal told us, the ones compiled the Pesach Agoda, that the mitzvah of talking about the Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim is even if we're all sages, even if we're all intelligent, even if we're all elders, even if we're all knowledgeable about the Torah, it's still a mitzvah to recount the events related to Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. And the more one recounts the events of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, the more commendable it is. And they, they d- demonstrate that by talking about the gathering of five Tanoic giants, right, who have illuminated the Jewish horizons throughout all the generations, right, with their holy, fiery Torah. They gathered in Bnei Brak 
and spent the entire night discussing its Yisrochayim. As as we know, Rabbi Loz, Rabbi, Rabbi Shua, Rabbi Loz ben Azariah, Rabbi Akiva, and Rabbi Tarfim were all gathering together until the students came and and told them that it was that it was morning. Now, why was it so important for the authors of the Haggadah to inform us that these great rabbis were gathered together in Bnei Brak? So, in his commentary on the uh, on the on the Haggadah, uh, which is called Safa Achas. So the great uh, Goin, the Chidah, provides an explanation based on, on what we have learnt in, in the Gemara. The Gemara in Sanhedrin uh, uh, tells us that uh, the rabbis taught in a brisa, righteousness, righteousness, tzedek, tzedek, tirdof, righteousness shall you pursue, teaches that one should follow the sages to the place of of the yeshiva, of the Torah Academy. For example, follow Rabbi Lezer Talud, follow Rabbi Yeshua to Pikrin, follow Rabbi Gamliel to Yavne, and follow Rabbi Akiva to, to Bnei Brak. So we learn from this passage that Rabbi Akiva lived in, in Bnei Brak. Hence, according to the Chidah, the authors of the Haggadah are informing us that the other four Tanoim, Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi Elizabeth Isaiah, and Rabbi Tarfan, left their own cities of residence to recline together with Rabbi Akiva in Bnei Brak, right? To recount the the events of, of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. And he adds, they spent that entire night recounting the events of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, revealing its mysterious a, a, a component with with chokmah and performing incredible, incredible uh, atikunim. Now the chidah, however, doesn't disclose what the incredible tikkunim that they they uh, they intended to to perform were. Furthermore, why did they choose to spend the night of the seder and perform these tikkunim specifically in in Rabbi Akiva's? place of, of residence. What about their own family? Why, why, why didn't they stay home? Why did they have to go there? And this is even more curious in light of the fact that the Gemara in the Durham teaches us that Rabbi Akiva spent 12 years studying Torah under the supervision of Rabbi Lezer and Rabbi Yeshua. So why did the teachers follow Rabbi Akiva, the student, to Bnei Brak. Why didn't he follow his teacher, Rabbi Loza Talur, or his other teacher, Rabbi Yeshua, to, to Pikrin? So, perhaps we can try to uh, uh, understand it as, as, uh, as, as follows. According to the, to the Zayar, uh, Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim is mentioned in the Torah 50 times. This corresponds we know to the 50 gates of Bina, which HaKadosh Baruch Hu, uh, uh, implemented to try to get Klaishel out of, out of Mitzrayim. Right? And then they bring that to the, the Ramak. The Ramak brings it, and, and the Goin, in, in his commentary on the Tukuni Azar, I go to great lengths to actually enumerate and identify the 50 times Yitzhiyah's Mitzrayim is mentioned, is mentioned in the Torah. In addition, the Medrash teaches us in, in Bamidbar in Bamidbar Rava that matters that had not been disclosed to Moshe Rabbeinu were disclosed to Rabbi Akiva. 
and 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 uh, and his and his colleagues, right? It says that his eye saw every precious thing. That applies to Rabbi Akiva and and his colleagues. Now, the the uh, uh, it's brought in that uh, Rav Shmuel Vital explains the meaning of this medrash based on the following Gemara. There's one in Rosh Hashanah that that uh, says there are fifty levels of bina were created in the universe, and they will all be stowed upon Moshe, except for one. As, as it says, He was only a little bit less than, than HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So the, the uh, Chazal remark in, in the Medrash pertains to this Shar Hanun, that 50th uh, gate of wisdom that was not revealed to Moshe Rabbeinu, but was revealed to Rabbi Akiva, right? He's, his eyes saw every precious thing applies to Rabbi Akiva and, and his colleagues. Now, in, in Devash Lafi, the Goin, the Chida, brings down in the name of the Lev Aryeh that this is alluded to by the Pasuk, that we say by the Medrash, behold yikar ra'asa enay. For right, for the the the, the gematria of the word kol is is fifty, alluding to the to the precious fiftieth gate of bina that Yakiva was able to to see. So now we can perhaps shed a little bit of light on on the comment of of the chida with regards to the gathering of these holy tanoim by Yakiva. So he comments, they spent that entire night recounting the events of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, revealing its mysteries with Chochmah, wisdom, and performing incredible tikkunim. Now, since HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we know, used the 50 Shorim of, of Bina in order to get Klai out of Mitzrayim, so the Haggadah specifies that they spent that entire night Kol Oisalayla, since the word Kol, again, alludes to the 50 levels of Bina. They are called the, the mysteries of wisdom because they reveal all the mysteries of the, the, supreme, the supreme wisdom of, uh, of, of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So, therefore, we can perhaps explain the significance of what they recounted on that incredible night. In the Haggadah, it says uh, 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 the, the Rabbi Loza Papa explains that the words misaprim suggest, lesaper means also to count, right? Like we say, usfartem lochem mimocharas hashabbos. So therefore, when it says in the Haggadah, misaprim kol is teaching us that they enumerated the 50 times Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim is mentioned in the Torah in order to be able to access those 50 gates of, of Bina employed by HaKadosh Baruch Hu to facilitate the, the Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. Based on this premise, so he explains the significance of the continuation of the, of the passage in Haggadah until their students came and said, Rabbi Isai, it's time for chakras in the morning. So he relies on a teaching in the Zayar, which, which says that Kriyashma 
in the evening and the morning. So it invokes also the 50 levels of being Hasso, because the Pasuk says Shema Yisrael contains 25 letters. So if you combine the Krishma of morning and evening together, they contain 50 letters which correspond to those 50 gates of, of, of Bina. So that's the significance of the students coming and announcing that the time of Krishma. So amongst the students, of course, were the, were the divine uh, uh, Tanaim, uh, uh, Rashbi. Right? He was also one of the students of Rabbi Akiva. And he's the one who teaches us in the Zaira Kaddish that Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim is mentioned 50 times in the Torah corresponding to the 50 gates of Abina. He was also the one who taught that the Kriyashma of Arvis and Chakras together correspond to the 50 gates of Bina. Therefore, they announced to their, to their teachers that the time had arrived right, to complete Again, the 50 gates of Bina through the saying of, of, of Shema. So now we can understand why it was so important for the authors of the Haggadah to inform us that these great Tanoim gathered in Bnei Brak, where Rabbi Akiva lived. They spent the night enumerating the 50 times that Yitzhiyah Sunshine is mentioned in the Torah so that Rabbi Akiva would reveal to them the secrets of the 50th level of Abina the Shar Hanun that he had been privileged to, to perceive. Then, at the break of dawn, their students came to inform them that it was now time to recite the Krishma of Shachris to complete those 50 gates of Bina. We'll be back in a moment. This is 101.9 FM. Soul to soul. Please stay with us. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb, only on 101.9 High FM. 101.9 High FM, the Erev Pesach Tov Shin Pei Beis. This is the last hours before we sit down to the Seder. So let's talk about Pesach. Let's talk about Pesach, which of course is our birthday, the birthday of Klai Yisrael into the world. The Yalkut Shemoni brings in Parshish Bereshis on the time when the Hashem was considering creating the world. Sakharish Baruchos has consulted with the Malachim and he said to them, I want to create a world. So they said to him, Why? said the Malachim. So Hashem answered, because there's one nation that's called Yisrael that I want to create. So the Malachim said to him, tell, tell me about this Jewish nation. So HaKadosh Baruch said to them, in the same way as I am distinct in that I made a difference between light and darkness, so too we'll see in Mitzrayim it says, Yisrael The Yidin, the, the Mitzrayim had darkness and the, and, and the, and the Yisraelim had, had light. In the same way as I made a distinction between the waters that are in Shamayim and the waters that are down here, so to then I'm going to make, a, a, I'm going to do exactly the same as it says, the wall is going to stand up on the right and the left by Kriyas Yamsuf. Right? On the third day, Hashem says, I created all kinds of seeds, all kinds of, all kinds of vegetation. So for them, I'm going to do the same thing as it says. 
uh, uh, I'm going to create for them a new creation called, called man. Right? And it says, as it says, I'm going to get them to, to, uh, to graze in these beautiful, beautiful fields. It says, I created lights to make a distinction between night and day. So too, I'm going to do for them. As it says, Lo Klaiso, when they traveled in the desert, there was no difference in night and day. It was light for them all the time. I created fish and and birds. So too, right? I'm going to make special creation for for them. I created man, as it says, Vayipach ba'apoch. I've created. I I blew into his nostrils life. So I'm, I'm creating for them an Eitzchayim Hilamachas Dikimba. I'm going to create for them a tree of life, which is the Torah. So Malachim weren't so impressed. So they said to him, Rebbeinu Shalaylam, right? What has this nation done that you love them so much, that you consider them so precious? So Hashem answered them. On the first day, I created... The heavens. And I spread them out. As it says, Hashem spread out the heavens. So they too, right? They made a, a, a mishkan for me that I could spread out my shechina amongst them. As it says, On the second day, I made a separation between the waters on, uh, uh, on top and the waters on bottom. So they too, they made a curtain to separate between the Kodesh and the Kodesh HaKadoshim in the base of Mikdash. On the third day, I created grass and, and, and vegetation. So they too, they eat vegetables on Seder night and they bring lechem uh, upon them. Every Shabbos there was lechem upon them. So they bring these things. On the fourth day, I created the lights. So they too, they made in the base mikdash eminayra. On the fifth day, I created the birds. So they too, that they made the kruvim. They made the kruvim on top of the <coughs> on top of the oran, which spread its its wings. On on Yom uh, Shishi. Friday, I created man, so they too, bezeis by Aaron. They says, with this, Aaron will come into the Kodesh HaKadoshim with, with, with the Korbanus. It's a very difficult Medrash to understand. What's, what is the, the, the greatness? Hashem created vegetables, so they eat vegetables on, on, on Saturday night. And HaKadosh Baruch Avdafgad mentions that as, as our Maila, as our, as our, as our uh, greatness in, in, in extolling our virtues to the to the malachim. So it says in the Torah regarding the period of, of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, ever tried to come to take one nation from amongst another nation with signs and, and wonders of Nochama and with war of Yad Chazok and with his outstretched hands of his Ron of my Ron Gedolim with awesome things like Hashem did for you Hashem saying you know it's and, and the Medrash says about this this Medrash in Tehillim says Amra Bavo 
This is what Klai Yisrael were in Mitzrayim. They were literally like a, 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 a embryo which was inside the stomach of, of an animal. And the same way that the shepherd puts his hand into the womb <coughs> of the animal and takes out the, the embryo, so to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, it says, L'voy lo'kachas lo'goi mi'kerav goi. Hashem took one, Hashem extricated one nation, Kaiso, from within the, the, the internal workings of, of, of the, of the Mitzrayim. So we see that Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim was a concept of literally a, a leda, a birth, as, as it says, that I gave birth to you. And Rashi says that when I chose you in Mitzrayim, it was literally like, like a birth. And, and it's brought in, in, in the Sefer Arve, Arve Nocha. It's well known that even though the 70 people who actually came down to, to Mitzrayim, they already had somehow uh, because of their connection to Yaakov, separated themselves from the externality of all the other nations. Nevertheless, they were still, when they were in Mitzrayim, they were like a fetus, like a fetus in the, in the womb of the, of the mother. And Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim was literally like a birth. And therefore, in Mitzrayim, that Hashem had to bring all those makas. That was the 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 leida. That was the the birth pains of, of a woman, like when she's about to 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 give birth, where she has all kinds of terrible terrible uh, uh, pain, and she screams out, and and people can hear her, as 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 a chazal, as a chazal say. That was exactly like the 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 tsaaka That was the birth pains that were going on of 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 Klaisa. So based on this, we can we can say that the the way that a, a child is born, where the whole smallest thing that that's that uh, the uh, this, this birth creates such tremendous simcha by his parents. So therefore, even the eating of, of vegetables, which is such a small thing, which is done by Claudio at the time of their birth, that creates tremendous, tremendous simcha. Right? Like a child is so cute. Every time a child coos or cars or whatever whatever a child does, creates tremendous, tremendous happiness in, in the eyes of, of, of his parents. So too, the little act even of eating vegetables at, at the Seder creates tremendous simcha for, for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Right? A, 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 when a baby is born, so he needs total, total support. He can't do anything by himself. His parents have to do everything for him. That's the time of Lela Seder. On that night, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, in his very essence, he comes to the house of every single Yid to support him and, and, and to help him. As in fact, the Shlach uh, uh, brings brings down that we don't sit at Beseba. There, there, there are certain times where we have to recline at the Seder, when we eat the matzah, when we have the abrakosis, some of other things that but when we say in the Haggadah, we don't recline. And the reason that's brought, why we don't recline when we're saying the Haggadah is because HaKadosh Baruch Hu 
is standing over a person at that time. And he's like a Talmud, a student by his Rebbe. Where a, a student by, by his Rebbe, Allah is, he doesn't require his saber. So us, with HaKadosh Baruch, our Rebbe is standing in front of us. We don't recline while we're saying that they are God. Right? So, furthermore, we, we, we find that, you know, regarding the, the halachas that apply to a, a meal, so we pass, and the Shulchan brings it in Simon Kuf Ayantes, that when a person has finished his meal and he washed his hands, he washed what we call Mayim Achronim, the afterwater is what, well, in fact, one washed one's hands just before one benches, so he's not allowed to eat or drink again until after he's benched Bircha Samazan. And certainly if he says, Let's go and, and, and bench. So that means he, I've completely taken my mind off the, the food, off, off eating, and you're not even allowed to drink unless you're going to make a new, a new bracha because the meal is, is over. However, on Lela Seder, it's Paskin in the Shulchan Aruch and Tov Ayin Vav, that if a person forgot and he didn't eat the Afrikaiman, and he only remembers after he's already washed or he's already said, come, let's bench, you can still eat the Afrikaiman without having to make a new, a new, uh, a new uh, Hamaitzi. And, and the source for this halacha is a thesis in, in, in Brachas that says, if a person forgot to eat Afrikaiman and he says, let's bench, that's not considered hesachadas. It's not considered like you normally would buy a normal meal that he's ended, he's ended the meal. Why? Because we are literally uh, uh, sitting at the Rabbeinu Shalom's table and whatever the Rabbeinu Shalom brings us, we're going to eat. And we, we are dependent, like normal halacha. We're completely dependent on the, on the, on the intentions of the Balabas that we can't decide anything ourselves regarding the meal. It's up to the, to the host to decide what's going to be served, when it's going to be served, how we're going to serve. So even if we said we're going to bench, Hashem said, one second, there's still another course, there's still laughing coming, you can still, you can still eat it. I tell a story about the, the great, the great, uh, about Hashem Tov, that he traveled there to Israel in order to meet the Archaim HaKadosh, and uh, to Hashem, together be able to bring the the uh, the gula the gula shleima on his way. Baal Shem Tov got to the city of of Istanbul, and it was a few days before before Pesach. Together with his uh, his daughter Edel and and his son Rav Tzvi. Now no one recognized them there, and they were completely impoverished. They had nothing. Until era Pesach, even wine and, and, and matzahs they didn't have. So his daughter asked him, what are we going to do on, on, on Pesach? And the Baal answered her, Hashem is going to invite us. And they sat all the day in the Beis Medish. And towards evening came a couple, a man and, and, and a woman. Uh, they came from, from Poland and they came to the, where the Baal was. So the man asked the daughter of the Baal Shem Tov to, why don't, could, could they be together with the Baal Shem Tov on, on Pesach? And 
he, he pointed out that he brought with him whatever was needed for Pesach. He had plenty of wine, plenty of matzah. There was no problem. So the daughter of the Baal Shem Tov agreed very, very happily. And, and straight away, they, the, 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 all the servants of this guest set, set the table with beautiful, beautiful dishes. And they, they put up beautiful chairs so they could recline. And they prepared everything they needed for the Suda with, with uh, no, no skimping at all. And in a beautiful way. And they lit, they lit uh, candles. And, and they're waiting for the Barshantov to come back from, from the base Medish. When the Barshantov came back from his davening, straight away he made Kiddush over the wine. And he just carried on the Seder all the way until after the second kais. Then he greeted the guest and, 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 and rejoiced with him. After that, the Baal said to the guest, I know that you don't have children and you, 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 you want me to, to save you and help you. Therefore, because you mamish went out of your way for me, Therefore, I'm making an oath that your wife is going to give birth to a, to a son. And of course, the, the guest was very, 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 very happy. Straight after he made that shvua, the Baal Shem Tov heard a, a, a voice from Shemayim that said, this man and woman are by nature barren, and Rabbi Saul Baal Shem Tov is now forcing through his shvua that literally HaKadosh Baruch should have to change nature. And therefore, the Baal Shem Tov is going to lose his portion in al Maba. When the Baal Shem Tov heard this, he was so happy. He said, Baruch Hashem, now I can serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu totally L'Shem Shemayim without any personal interest, even without a desire to get reward in al Maba. Straight away, the Baal Shem Tov heard another announcement from Shemayim. Okay, they're giving him back all the Zuchuyas, because since he wanted to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu without any personal bias, therefore he, he would get all the Zuchuyas back. So the, the, the Barshentav and his guests celebrated the, the first day of Pesach with tremendous Simcha, and they were also so, so happy. And on the first day of Cholomoyed, the, the uh, Barshentav said goodbye, to, to his guests and sent them off to his home. And he said to his son, uh, Rav Tzvi, that he wants to go straight away to Eretz HaKodesh. And, and they went right then to the, to the port. They got on a ship and, and they, they embarked. But already on that day, oh, it was already a big storm. And the, the, this, the, the ship was Nebuch, uh, 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 you know, sort of going up and down in, 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 in the sea for, for two whole days. It was a terrible, terrible storm. And they davened HaKadosh Baruch Hashem should, should save them. On the third day, finally, the, the sea calmed down and the ship reached uh, uh, a certain island. And all the travelers got off to sort of walk around the island. And the Bashantav also and his children got off, but uh, they, they, uh, they were attacked by, by robbers and, and they tied them up. So the, the, the robbers sat down to eat. So 
Rav Tzvi, the son, took the, the opportunity and turned to his father and says, why are you, why are you so, so quiet? Do something. Try to, try to save us at this, at this, at this time. So the Rashantav answered, no, I, 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 I don't know anything at this, at this time. They took from me all my, my krechas. If you remember one thing that I taught you, remind me about it and, and that will, that will help. So Rav Tzvi said, I also forgot everything except from the letters of the Aleph base. So the Bashantu says, Oh, if say, so why are you why are you being quiet? Read in front of me the letters of the Aleph base. Tzrav Tzri began to read Aleph, base, Gimel, Dalit. And the Bashemta was calling after him, right? As as he always did, loudly and, and with great with great excitement. Until uh, uh, he Borksham got back all of his all of his original kayak, suddenly came uh, one sailor together with a whole bunch of soldiers and they frightened the, the robbers. So they freed the Baal Shem Tov and, and his family and they brought them back to the, uh, to the, to the ship. The ship uh, uh, left, left the port and brought them back to Istanbul on the seventh day of Pesach. Baal Shem Tov understood that from Shemaim they weren't allowing him to get to, to Eretz Yisrael, and he went, and he went back home. This story, so Rav Yisrael Dov Vildenik used to, used to tell every year on Shvi Shal Pesach, and he always finished the story as saying, that seller was, of course, Eliyahu Anavi. So what's, what, what's this great secret in the saying of Aleph Beis that through that they were, they were saved? So, they got to such a situation that they didn't know anything. They couldn't even daven it. And therefore, they said only the Aleph base and they asked HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu should take the letters and put them together as only the Rabboni Shalom knows to do to, in order to save them. So we, on the night of the Seder, we've we just been born. We don't know anything. We don't know how to, how to speak. We don't know how to ask HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So therefore, we just start saying Kadesh, Urachas, Karpas, Yachatz, because we don't even know the, 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 the great, what, what these words can accomplish in, in the Shman, the tremendous Hashpah, the tremendous influence that, that can be done in the world through each one of these Simonim. We just say them. And this Amira creates tremendous, tremendous Simcha in Shemaim. Like, like the simcha of, of parents when they hear the mazel tov of their, of their, of, of their child being, being born. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu then will ever will do whatever He needs for us to, to save us, to deliver us from all the sorrows, from all the situations, from whatever it is, the promise we have. This is the night of our delivery. And that's what Avtzadik HaKoyim says, that Chag HaMatzis is the head and includes all the other Mtavim. And that's what explains that all the Siddharm of the Sisha Sidra Mishnah are called Zuraim, Noshim, Nizikin, Kachim, Tarais, except Moyed. It's, it's Lashin Yachid. Because the Moyed of Pesach, which includes all the other Yom Tov, that's the time of the birth of Kaisa. And therefore, it's the head, it's the chief of all the Moyedim.
And that's why it's so important that we keep Pesach properly with all the Edurim, because that's the birth. And if the birth is good, if the child is healthy at birth, then the prognosis and to grow up and become something amazing is is, is really, really a, a great possibility. And that's why on Pesach, which is like the Rosh Hashanah, which is the beginning of our year, we really create ourselves and we go through the motions, even if we don't necessarily know what it is, but HaKadosh Baruch Hu is there and HaKadosh Baruch Hu takes the Aleph phase and makes it into the most incredible, incredible recipe for our personal and communal success. This is 101.9 Chai FM, Soul to Soul. We'll be back in a moment with much more. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb, only on 101.9 High FM. 101.9 High FM, soul to soul, back on your radio, Erev Shabbos, Kedish, Erev Pesach, Tov Shin Pei Beis. As we get ready for the most exciting evening of the year, we're going to sit down to the Lela Seder with our family together tonight in just a very, very short time. And we'll talk a little bit about some of the things for the Lela Seder, as much as we can talk in a very short time. But before we do that, as we always do at this time on the broadcast, to give you the important details you need to know for this coming Shabbos Kodesh and, and Yom Tov. So the earliest time for Lech Benching this afternoon is at 4.40, 20 to 5 is the earliest time you can bench your Shabbos and Yom Tov Lech together. And uh, obviously, if you're ready on time, it's great. It's a, such a double special day of Shabbos and, and Yom Tov together. The earlier we can take it in, the more beautiful it uh, it, it is. The latest time for Lich benching tonight is at 5.34, 5.34, remember, and it's Shabbos, so you must light by by then. Shabbos always over, over, over sort of shadows Yom Tov in terms of Malacha, and therefore 5.34 is the latest time for lighting, benching Lich. Make sure everything is ready by that. Make, by then, make sure all your Seder preparations are done beforehand so that when everyone comes home from shul, whatever, you can sit down to the Seder straight away and not have to waste a lot of time uh, doing other things because you want the kids alert and, and ready and not and not bored and distracted and preoccupied by other things other things going going uh, going on. So that is the the uh, the earliest time to to get Shabbos started. Then uh, Shkia. Is at then at five fifty two is at is sunset. That's the absolutely latest latest time. And uh, Myrav then one should wait until at least about six ten to daven Myrav because then you're davening at night and it's best to uh, daven Myrav at night. Certainly one should not start the seder until after six ten because one has to uh, do all the mitzvahs at uh, at of the seder night at. At, uh, at at night, and that certainly is something that is uh, that is worthwhile to do. And of course, uh, we have the preparations for for the seder. We have everything all all lined up so that we know what what we're going to do. And the kids the kids should sit down and uh, and uh, and and enjoy it. And of course, as we carry on, the the uh, the uh, evening proceeds uh, uh, midnight. On uh, tonight is at twelve o eight, so one has to really have eaten the afikoyman by by that by that time by twelve o eight, 
and uh, and therefore, and then you can finish up the seder and do all the singing, etc. After after the after that, tomorrow, of course, is Shabbos and 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 Yom Tov, so we'll do the normal da- uh, Yom Tov davening with Shabbos uh, uh, additions. And the Kriyasatur is, of course, uh, a Yom Tov one, but, of course, we call up seven people. And tomorrow, of course, as part of the davening, we do Tfilas Tal, which means we stop saying Mashavaruach Umayir HaGoshem from Mincha tomorrow. If you're, certainly, if you're, we, we say it's still in, in Musaf, and then the Chazan omits it in the repetition. And from Mincha on Shabbos, we no longer say Mashiv Ruach Margashim. And of course, when it gets to Chalmoid, we'll also stop saying the same Tal Umotar Liv Liv Racha. Uh, uh, it's because tomorrow is Shabbos, so we have to try to, we have to have Shalashudas also during the course of the day. It means two two meals or divide your main meal in half and bench and and uh, and have have uh, have Shalashudas. Uh, uh, night, tomorrow night, is at 6.22, 6.22, in other words, that's when Shabbos ends, no preparation at all for the second Seder can be done until after 6.22, and of course, uh, 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 the lich can be, can be then benched after, after that, that point. Also, uh, also uh, tomorrow night on Motzah Shabbos Saturday night is we begin the Sfirah Sa'imah. It's the first night of the counting of the Aimer, working our way up towards Shavuos seven weeks from now. And looking forward, uh, Yontav ends on Sunday evening, also at 22 minutes past six. And we go into Cholomoyed, of course. Cholomoyed is four days, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And then next week, third, uh, Friday and Shabbos are the seventh and eighth day of Yomtov, the last two days of, of, uh, of, of Pesach. So it's action-packed. Keep track of what, what's, what's going on in your shul. Make sure you get there. Uh, Yiskar, of course, will be there next Shabbos, the last day of, of, uh, of Pesach, as well as, as uh, Ashir, Ashir Hashirim. Um, before we even begin to talk about the laws of the Seder, which we're not going to get much of a chance to do, we just have to uh, uh, think about quickly the mitzvahs that we fulfill on, on Lela Seder. There are two central issues that uh, kind of are on, the, are on the table. The first one is obviously remembering our exodus from Egypt, from going from slavery to freedom, and, and thinking about the what it means to be free, what it means free to be free for a for a Jew. And the the second is of course giving over the Messiah, giving over the tradition, the belief, the values of our religion to the next generation. All of that is included in the uh, biblical mitzvah, the mitzvah menatera, to tell over Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim on the night of the 15th of Nisan in order to kind of really uh, 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 indelibly etch it, the remember of these things in, 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 in our memories and memories of, of, our, of our children and therefore uh, uh, to really make that real. We've also been commanded to eat the, the Korban Pesach, the Matzah, and the Mora Pesach, to remember the miracle that Hashem killed all the Egyptian firstborn and saved all the Jews. And 
all our firstborns were saved. Matzah, to remember the matzahs that our forefathers ate when they went out of Mitzrayim and became free. And the moror is to remember the difficult situation we're in, the terrible, terrible, hard, backbreaking labor and bitter situation that we suffered, that our forefathers suffered in, in, in Mitzrayim. Now, of course, we don't have the Beis HaMikdash, unfortunately, so we can't bring the Korban Pesach. But as a remembrance to the Korban Pesach, we eat the Afrikaimon at the end of the meal. Now, uh, uh, as far as the Torah is concerned, eating the Moror is dependent on the eating of the Korban Pesach. And when we don't bring the Korban Pesach, there's no mitzvah from the Torah to eat the Moror. But the Chachamim instituted to eat the Moror even after the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash. Uh, as far as the uh, mitzvah of eating matzah is concerned, so there's no difference at all. Nothing has changed. And even after the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash, there is still a biblical mitzvah from the Torah to eat a kezayis of, of, of matzah. So those are two biblical mitzvahs that we fulfill on Saturday night, telling of the story of Yitzhak and Chaim and eating of, of the matzah. Uh, the the uh, Chacham also instituted to include within the saying of the Haggadah, the drinking of four cups of, of wine to express the great joy that we have at our freedom and also to eat the the uh, the to to drink it to drink the four cups and eat the matzah behesaba uh, reclining as a way of a of a free of a free person and of course also the reciting of halal as part of the seder is also a a, a mitzvah drabanon on on this uh, on the special on this very special special night uh, obviously all the preparations need to be done before. The seder, or the buying, or the or the preparing, or the food preparation, uh, checking your lettuce, whatever it is that you need to to uh, uh, do, so that you can come and sit down, uh, prepare nice places for everyone, so everyone can do the mitzvah of uh, of uh, seba. There's a special sport in halacha that one should put out one's nicest things on on Seder on Seder night, even though the whole year we maybe don't put everything nice out because uh, in commemoration of the of destruction of the Beis Hamikdash, but on Seder night one puts one sort of no no holds barred everything is is put out because it's such a a beautiful beautiful uh, 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 night. Uh, it's customary to have lots of treats and things around, especially if you have kids. At the Seder, we want to, yeah, bribe them. We want to keep them interested. We want to uh, entice them to ask their questions, to get involved, to participate in, in the events so that it's truly something memorable. And as I said, since the mitzvah is to give over the traditions, they got to be there be able, being able to receive what's going on in order for us to fulfill our dictate, our mitzvah. We'll be back in a moment with a few closing comments. This is 101.9 High FM, Soul to Soul, and this is the greatest Jewish radio station in all of Africa. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb, only on 101.9 High FM. 101.9 High FM, Soul to Soul, back on your radio, Erev Shabbos and Erev Pesach, Toshim Pebez, as we're excitedly getting ready to sit down to our cell. So one more point, we have just a couple of more minutes in the... Gemara, it doesn't mention anything about the Seder plate, the, the, the Ka'ara. But 
All it says is that they bring in front of the person who making the Seder matzah and moro and charesis and two cooked foods. Now the Rishonim and the Shulchan Aruch wrote down, writes that one should put all those foods on a plate. However, this is not obligatory at all. The main thing is that all those things should be placed in front of the person who is running the Seder. There's no actually need to put a ka'ara, a plate, in front of everyone who is participating in the Seder, and not even in front of all the married people. It's enough to put a ka'ara in front of the one person who's running the Seder. However, there are those who have the custom to place in front of every sort of, I guess you call it, household head, a, a ka'ara, and some have the minig to give matzahs, to every single sort of, again, uh, uh, husband or father of, of, of a family, but the ka'ara itself, that only one ka'ara on the table just in front of the person leading, leading the sefer, leading the, the seder. And since we need to put on this plate several foods, so now the question is, how should one set it up? Is there any sort of set procedure? And there are various opinions. According to the Ramah, the rule is that whatever I'm going to need first on the Seder, that should be closer to the person because we have a rule of Ein ma'viyun al mitzvah. So we don't want to pass over a, a mitzvah. So in other words, if I'm going to put the matzahs closer to you and then off and further away the karpas, then I'm going to have to sort of stretch past the matzah to take the, the karpas. And that's like skipping over a mitzvah. And that is like, in a, in a certain kind of way, an embarrassment to the matzahs that were ignoring him. Therefore, according to the mob, Right in front of the person who's reading the Seder, we put the karpas and the salt water because that's the first thing you need. Then uh, that we still do even before the Haggadah. And then you put the matzahs because then you need next. And that because that's the beginning of the Suda. And after that, the moror and the charesis because that's right after eating the, the matzah. And then in the back, you put the, the egg and the bone because those are there as a, remember, as a remembrance, but you're not actually going to use them at all, right? Some people say there's no, it doesn't make difference how you set up the, the, the kara at, at all, because when the time comes, you'll, you'll then, you know, uh, 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 move the mitzvahs that you need closest, closest uh, 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 to you. The Arizal has the kara set up based on the ten spheres in 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 Shemayim. and uh, most Haggadahs they bring different different views of how to how to uh, uh, do it, and one should look once Haggadah and do it and do it that that way. So our time is actually up. I just want to take the opportunity to wish every single one of our radio listeners a beautiful, beautiful Chag Koshev Sameach. It should be a time of of upliftment, a time of inspiration, a time, a fun time. Have fun with the family. Make the Seder something interesting and lebedic and, and, and exciting. And of course, have a wonderful Shabbos and please God. May we be zeicha that just as the original uh, redemption took place in Nisan, so too we should be zeicha speedily that we should be redeemed again. To each and one of our radio family, a very, very warm, good Shabbos and good Yom Tov.